0: Today, we are continuing our seven-round mock draft for the Chargers with the draft coming up on Thursday, trying to find some diamonds in the rough in the six picks the Chargers have in the sixth and seventh round.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons now. We're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen and to make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the new Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But thank you to everyone who checked out part one of the Chargers mock draft that we did yesterday going through rounds one through five. And on today's show, we're getting into rounds six and seven where the Chargers have six draft picks in there so i think that's something we have to get into today trying to find some gems in the sixth and seventh that can not only make the team but could potentially turn into role players or even more for the chargers down the road because that's what you're really looking for when you're getting into these picks so i'll start with my picks from yesterday here david my picks were charles cross in the first round because we're doing this based on the draft networks mock draft simulator trying to find the best value that we can in every round in one go through and that Couldn't help but getting Charles Cross there. So that was a great pick for the Chargers. I doubled down on offensive line with Darian Kennard with my next pick. And then I ended up going and finding some skill players with Jalen Armour Davis to play corner. And then finding a speedy wide receiver that brings some yak ability in the fifth round with Rutgers wide receiver Bo Melton. Getting us to the sixth round pick where the Chargers will have two selections. David, who were your picks yesterday to get people caught up?
1: Yeah, so just a little reminder on my picks yesterday. I also went with Charles Cross in the first round. Just couldn't pass up on on that value and, and that just. Uh, well, real let me also ability. say too.
0: Obviously, we know that is an unrealistic pick, but we also went yes. through all of our options and kind of how we'd break things down for ourselves at seventeen with all the guys who will probably be available.
1: Right there's about three or four. Possibly around five guys that I think we would feel pretty good about um, at 17. But, you know, moving on to the third round pick, I got Calvin Austin the third, the speedster out of Memphis there. Um, And then in the fourth round, I got my backup running back, my RB2, Brian Robinson Jr., a bigger back, you know, 6'1", 230-pounder out of Alabama, a guy I think can really help spell Austin Eckler, take care of some of those in-between-the-tackle type of runs. And then I got a versatile offensive lineman in the fifth round, Also from Alabama, and that is Chris Owens, a guy who played all over the line. He played tackle, played guard, and also played some center. So um, some offense, offense, and offense uh, for the first few picks for me.
0: And that's why, you know, you have some defensive positions who have to try to fill on day three here in rounds six and seven. But, yeah, I mean, not usually a bad idea to go with someone out of Alabama. I mean, we had three yesterday, and one of those wasn't Jameson Williams, right? So there's another one they could take. Very early on in the draft in round one. But David, looking at this now, I feel some definite positions of need, but we're still going for value. So maybe not all of these will be the biggest needs at this point, because maybe the Chargers aren't going to find the best value at that pick. But who did you go with with round six pick 195 in this mock draft?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at this pick, uh, I I, I kind of got lucky. I mean, I got a guy who I had scouted who seems now like he's probably going to go a little bit sooner, but I was fortunate to grab him. And I'm talking about the versatile defensive back Smoke Monday out of Auburn. Still one of my absolute favorite names in the draft. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome. Six foot one, 207 pounds there. Splash plays all over the tape. I mean, he's very very versatile as well. He played uh, really uh, on the outside he played safety he played in the slot I mean pretty much anywhere you asked him to you know to play on the on the defense he was capable of doing that he was disruptive and an experienced pass rusher he shed blocks pretty well and you know he was has some impactful ball skills he had three pick sixes and like I said before two of those pick sixes actually sealed victories for his team the weaknesses things he needs to work on needs to improve the tackling technique um, he comes in looking for the kill. like he, He's trying to annihilate people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's trying to strike instead of wrapping up. That, that definitely needs to be cleaned up. That, that'll get broken at the NFL level. He's not the fastest guy. He ran in the four or fives and he is susceptible to the play action. I think that can get corrected with some good coaching, but I, I think this is a very good, versatile player that Brandon Staley would very much love to deploy in his defense.
0: Yeah, and I think the need is obviously there at safety for the Chargers. You have Derwin James, that's great. You have Nazir Adderley, which is, I think, still kind of an incomplete grade on him. I'm not sure how to feel about Nazir Adderley now that we're three seasons into it, heading into his final season with the team. But you know the Chargers need depth because the one player that didn't play well last year that you could look to upgrade at a backup position. Who played in a lot of dime packages was Alohi Gilman. Yeah. So he's the guy that I think the Chargers could try to add help with because that's still only one guy. And then there's Mark Webb Jr. last year's 7th round pick, who ended up not really doing much because of Pretty injuries. much a redshirt. His year. rookie season, for the most part, it was a redshirt season. I ended up going with a safety as well. And I ended up going with 6th round pick with number 195. At Verone McKinley, the safety from Oregon. And this one is definitely interesting from the way I've drafted before, because usually I'm going for the highly athletic players, trying to find the traits, trying to find something that can potentially turn into something more. But this dude is not the case, you know, sample for that, the case study for that, because his RES score was 2.37. So definitely doesn't go with what I've been doing. But I think this is more of a situation where. The hate went too far, David, and I think that's one thing with him is because you don't ever want to do something just purely based on testing, right? Right. But obviously, the testing can be important, especially for certain positions. so to get that out of a safety is not great, but I do think going into the Chargers' cover two system will help him a little bit, split the field in half so he doesn't have to be the most rangy guy because he was playing a lot of single deep safety for Oregon where he was the only dude back there trying to cover a lot of ground, and he did it well. I mean, he had 11 career interceptions, including six last year, Led college football and 12 passes broken up in 2021. Really good ball skills, so that's kind of the trait I'm looking to take and find a role for with the Chargers, right? Being able to take the ball away, always being around the ball was something he always did. Seems like he has a good understanding of zone coverage, too, when to break on things in front of him, and is a very, very willing tackler to come up, pull the trigger, and go stop the run as well, and tackling in the open field. He had a lot of good moments. But there is some you know, issues there as far as just the tackling technique. Left his feet too many times, found himself unbalanced, and wasn't able to make all of the tackles and had a little bit too many, but I do think that's something that can get you know, cleaned up. But he is a smaller player as well, 5'10", 200 pounds, average range, But again, 11 career interceptions. So that's kind of the part I'm focusing on here, trying to find some more playmaking on the back. And then maybe he just turns into a special teams guy or something like that. I think he has the ability to do it. But, David, I think both of us here trying to find that safety that can come in and be some good depth behind a couple of guys that probably need it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think that you are content with what you have at the safety position. So I think it's definitely something that the Chargers would be wise to try to add to. Um, As far as the next guy here that I got, um, I'm going to go to Mike Rose, the linebacker out of Iowa State. I'm trying to add a guy that's going to be able to be more of a Mike linebacker, a guy that can, you know, come in and play that position. High football IQ here is able to really uh, diagnose runner pass very easily. If you're asking him to cover, it's really just uh, in those, you know, Flat situations, he's not really going to be a dynamic, uh, sure. you know, person in that a- in that aspect. He is very physical. He's a fierce competitor, and he has a relentless motor. Also, had five interceptions in 2020. Um, he did miss a lot of tackles, unfortunately, due to poor leverage. He doesn't have the you know the explosive twitch uh, that you're kind of looking for, and he's not incredibly fast. But if he's going straight forward, and you're asking him to eat up tackles in the running game, Mike Rose can definitely do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand that pick there. For pick 214 in round six, sec, the second of the two sixth round picks, I ended up going with Alex Wright from UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham. An edge rusher, a very developmental prospect I talked about on the show last week when talking about edge rushers, and this is a traitsy guy for sure. 34-inch arms, uses the arms well to diagnose the run and find the ball carry. I really like that. Uses his length to keep linemen off of him. And he got to play against Georgia where he did get buried a couple of times, but you found some good moments in there that where he was really competing against, you know, one of the best teams in America, the national champions. Right. So that was nice to see from him, but very developmental. I mean, only 12 and a half sacks in three seasons. That's not something you want to see at someone playing at UAB Strained to peck at the Combine. So there was some testing and stuff that definitely was affected by that and didn't really ever see him covering anyone. That was something that would be new to his game. Did move around the defensive line inside outside at times, so did bring some versatility there, but a little too small to play inside, 6'5", 272 pounds. Is a guy, though, I'd be interested in late in the draft for sure. Probably isn't going to go this late, but that value there, trying to find someone who could potentially develop into more pass rush help for the Chargers was too good to pass up, but we do have a couple of more, four more seventh-round picks that we have to get to, where we're trying to just find the best value. We're trying to find what the Chargers get, maybe the diamond in the rough, right, and find the guys who are just going to be able to maybe turn into something someday. But I do think there's a diamond in the rough in there, and the Chargers need to hit on at least a couple of these seven three-round picks, hopefully, to help their salary cap situation, to get some guys who can be contributors on really cheap rookie contracts. But I do need to tell you guys about something that I've been taking every day that I love – as well, And that is Athletic Greens. Their AG1 product is something that is really put into my everyday routine. And there's one thing, I mean, a guy like Alex Wright, you know, sprouting vines from his arms definitely seems like he took a lot of vitamins. And my fiance is always pushing vitamins into my face. Instead, I've been taking Athletic Greens where I get it all in one scoop. I have exactly what I need. I don't have to search around for a lot of pill bottles or anything like that. I have one scoop a day, and I get everything that I need because with one scoop, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, and much more, and you can have the convenience of getting it, putting it in some water, drinking it, and you're done for the day, and it's really helped me a lot with my focus, especially focus and energy. I recently gave up energy drinks and built bars in Athletic Greens are what have been getting me through. I can tell you that for sure. It also helps with brain fog situations too. It just keeps you alert, keeps you ready to go all the time. When you have our schedules and you're watching five hours of draft film every day, you need something like this. But right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free, one-year supply of immune-supporting, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I also need to tell you guys about betonline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Chargers Podcast. And right now, shouldn't have to tell you guys, it's a great time to bet, especially with playoff basketball going on in the NBA right now. There's so many great games everything's been crazy, and it's just the first round of the playoffs. I've definitely been getting in on that because BetOnline has a ton of different options for all the games that you're looking for. And the one thing I love about it too, live in-game betting where I can change my fate midway through because I realized the mistake I made early on. That's something I definitely go to a lot, but it's not just basketball. Baseball season is here. You also have UFC on the weekends you could go to as well. And there's other great sports you can even do. Your favorite Vegas casino games, or even esports, you can find at Bet Online, and that's one of the things I love: is just creative, big tournaments, a lot of fun ways to bet on things, not just like some of these other just you know boring lines and things like that. But make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action today at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David. Well, we talked about the Chargers' sixth round picks, and now. We're really throwing darts at the dartboard here in the seventh round, you know, and obviously me and David aren't pretending to be draft experts or anything like that. But the one thing we do know is the chargers. And the one thing we do know is what they need. Right. So we're looking for players who could potentially, you know, find some value there and turn into something. Eventually these are developmental project type of players in different positions, hold different values. So there are some guys who you could realistically think could turn into something. And the chargers have a couple of notable, you know, decent seventh round selections when you're talking about guys like Isaac Rochelle who earned a second contract in the league Justin Jackson who obviously had some productive moments with the Chargers as well and obviously was a very talented player that deserved to be drafted but at the same time David you're just hoping these guys you know a few of them can make the team in a lot of instances because you just don't know what these seventh round picks so where did you go with your first of the Chargers seventh round picks when uh, when you ended up getting there in your mock
1: yeah, so the first pick here in the seventh round, uh, at two thirty six, uh, for me is going to be DJ Davidson, a defensive lineman out of Arizona State, a big guy, six foot three, three hundred and thirty pounds, has very good size and deceptive quickness to be able to challenge the reach blocks. He's pretty good at that. He's able to take on double teams as well, um, you know, which is always something that you're going to need from, you know, your defense alignment. That's just something you have to get used to. Uh, also uses his hands very well to get past blocks. So you got to be able to shed blocks um, if you're going to be able to be productive. Some of the things he needs to work on, needs to control the man in front of him. Sometimes, you know, he's going to get, you know, manhandled a little bit. Needs to improve his pad level. That's something that's very prevalent, especially when we're talking about guys um, at this level of the draft. Um, And he comes off blocks a little bit too late to make tackles. So, uh, I mean, a guy here with great size, a guy that can take on double teams, I think you know what you're looking for is someone who can come in and try to improve the depth of your team on the defensive line. I think DJ Davison could definitely give his best effort to try to do that.
0: Yeah, he definitely. I mean, that's what you're looking for from these guys, hoping they can just be a rotational piece. And I think for the defensive line specifically, yeah, I mean, if you can add some more top tier talent. There's definitely some snaps to be had there, but with Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day, and knowing what you know, they think of Jerry Tillery at least bring back Christian Covington, some of the guys like Brian Fehoko, like they have some guys there. They could have some more, though, rotational pieces, and you definitely want as much competition as possible. That's kind of what you're hoping for, you know, with pick 236. The guy I picked, I end up, I actually think will have a bigger role than that because this is where I found the value at running back for me because I do think this is a pretty deep running back class. I don't think any running back will go in the first round, but I think there's a lot of guys in the mid to late rounds That'll be really good value for the team that ends up with them. And this guy, I think, is actually you know going a little bit astray from where the Chargers have gone before. Lesser athletic guys like Larry Rountree and Joshua Kelly. My pick is Keontae Ingram, a guy that they've actually met with. The running back from USC also spent most of his career with the Texas Longhorns but did transfer over to USC and had a very productive 2021 season. He had as an 8.69 RAS score, so more athletic than some of those other guys. Good vision really makes people miss. The one thing you didn't do great with the athletic score was his agility grades, but like, you wouldn't know that from watching him. It's something that just doesn't match up with the tape because this dude cuts and he leaves people in the dust. I mean, there's multiple, you know, examples of him doing that. I mean, they're just really crazy stuff where it's almost impossible to think that he graded that poorly in that specific area, but he also runs really hard. He has good leg drive Really good receiving skills that he showed off at the Shrine Bowl where he had a little whip route in and out where he just left a, a linebacker, you know, holding his ankles basically. But this is a guy I think could come in and be a contributor for you, especially at running back where you can find guys later on like a Justin Jackson who can come in and be a complimentary back. This dude, I think, brings a lot of what the Chargers should be looking for in a running back, just more talent at the position. And a guy I think is really getting slept on here. But we have another seventh round pick to get to in this segment. David, we're going all the way down to pick 254. The first of the Chargers' compensatory picks in the seventh round. Who did you go with?
1: Yeah, so here I, I found a, a, I think a pretty decent corner to, to add to that corner group here. That's Tariq Castro Fields out of Penn State. You got good size, six foot one, hundred and ninety one pounds, and also very good speed. Ran a four three eight forty. So yeah, first thing, good size and good speed. Has that good stop and start ability, and he knows how to turn his head around, which is definitely a big (laughs) thing. When you're talking about corners, we've seen what that does. That definitely leads to penalties that you uh, don't want, and they're very crippling. Had some trouble dealing with the double moves. I think that's you know a, a vision thing that has to be kind of coached up at the next level. He's not that physical when tackling either um and he did miss some time due to injury, but I think this is an athlete here that can improve uh you know the the quality depth of your cornerback group that is very top heavy in talent,
0: yeah, for sure, and I think with that position specifically, like you need more guys there, and when you're talking about getting into the seventh round or something like that. If you're looking for a talented player, some of them are going to have some injury red flags, right? And there's going to be some flaws and obvious flaws in their game that have to be corrected. I think you're just hoping for the most part that your coaching can fix a lot of the things that they're missing. And also, of course, that the Chargers coaching staff and medical staff that they have now can do a good job of keeping these guys on track and not getting them too physically worn down to really, you know, open them up to injuries at the next level. Because it doesn't get any less physical, doesn't get any less fast once you get to the NFL. It gets harder to stay healthy for sure. So with this one, I actually went with the pick at another guy I talked about last week and just happened to find great value because the draft network does a really poor job of valuing this specific dude. And it's Percy Butler, the safety from Louisiana, who I think I'd be surprised if he ends up making it to the seventh round, but I was trying to find as much value as possible. And I think he was their 278th ranked prospect. And I just don't get it. I mean, 640. When he decides to get downhill. He does it quickly. Some instances of very good tackling shooting, getting tackles for loss, something that I think the Chargers could use. And he brings a ton of range, but he did have six tackles for us in 2021 and also plays a ton of special teams, 25 career special teams, tackles eight in 2021. So that nice. is something you need out of that seventh round pick, but obviously he has the physical ability to potentially turn into something more. I really liked what I saw from this guy. I think he's going to shoot up draft boards once the draft actually comes because one thing you do hear about this draft, not a ton of consensus because I've seen this dude as a fourth round pick And in this, he's going undrafted, basically. So I found what I wanted to in a seventh round pick, a guy that hopefully can turn into more and hopefully bring the Chargers some great value because that's what you need, especially out of the seventh round. And that's what this is going to be about, including our next two picks, picks 255 and 260. Can I find somebody who's going to make the team? Can I find somebody who's going to bring great value? Well, if you need great value on auto parts, I have the place to go for you because it is rock auto, com Why go to a chain auto parts store so you can go up to the counter and ask the guy a bunch of questions, right? And just have him, him have to ask you questions about things you probably don't know about. If you're like me, I'm not a car guy, admittedly. I need it very simple. And that's what rockauto.com does for me. Instead of having a guy ask me questions I don't know the answers to, I go to rockauto.com, I type the kind of part that I need and the type of car that I have. And just like that, it shows up. It's like magic. So why use, you know, have another headache when you already have enough? No one ever has the money or the time to have something go wrong with their car. But if it does happen to you, go to rockauto.com so you can save some money, so you can get it conveniently, so you can have a smooth, easy process, right, and find all of the parts that you need. Because whether it's brake parts or tail lamps, you can find it at rockauto.com, who's a family-owned business. So why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on your auto parts when you can go to rockauto.com and see all the parts that they have available for your car or truck. And when you do, make sure you guys write Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, David, well, we have a couple more picks to get to here in this seventh round for the Chargers because of the compensatory picks that they have. The Chargers have two sixth-round picks and four seventh-round picks. And we talked about this before the show, but like, you're not expecting all these guys to make the team. I mean, it's really just as simple as that. I mean, the Chargers yeah. have cut seventh three-round picks. K.J. Hill and Cortez Broughton, both of those guys. I mean, K.J. Hill ended up making the roster. Cortez Broughton ended up spending some time, at least on the roster, but ended up fading out, and you do have the hits that they had, like Justin Jackson, I would say, is one for sure. Isaac Rochelle is probably another one, too. But it can be done, and I think for these guys, David, we're just trying to obviously find some guys that we think have a good chance of making the roster first. Anything that happens after that is a bonus. So charges picked at two fifty four. They also pick at two fifty five. Back to back picks. Who did you go with on the second one?
1: Yeah. So here at two fifty five, uh, I, I found a decent edge rusher that that I, I think that has uh, you know some production that I like here. It's Mike Tafua out of Utah, six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds, forty eight tackles, thirteen tackles for loss. A one forced fumble and nine and a half sacks last season. So this guy provided you know some pretty good sack production, consistently plays with high effort, has an explosive and quick first step. He doesn't if he doesn't get to the quarterback, he does a good job of putting his hands up so he can try to bat passes down. Um, he does have very average size and athleticism. He's not the fastest guy, he's not the most agile defender either. He also needs to improve his ability to shed blocks, but I think you can do a whole lot worse than a guy. Who had nearly 10 sacks last year. And you are looking for that third kind of edge rusher position. It's not really locked down at this point in time. So adding competition, I think, is never a bad idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's who I ended up going with with my several, well, not who I went ended up going with, but the same position I ended up going with at 255. Even with another kind of experimental pass rusher, I ended up going and doubling down late in the draft just to see what happens. I went with Jeffrey Gunter. Edge rusher from Coastal Carolina, 6'4", 258 pounds. Plays bigger than that, though. Sets a very physical edge. That's what I liked about him. As far as run defense goes, I really liked how he defended the run. He was very smart. He didn't fall for a lot of misdirection, a lot of read options, you know, where he had his man and he stayed with it to really limit the, you know, explosive plays that Coastal Carolina had, with, you know, go against them. But that's kind of what I was looking for for this. My first guy, definitely more of a pass rushing product. This guy's more of a well-rounded edge rusher that could, you know, turn into maybe a rotational piece down the road. But he did have a 9.76 RAS score, so the, athletically, it seems like he definitely has some space where he could maybe, you know, grow into that a little bit. Also, eight forced fumbles over nice. the past two seasons, so you know, Brandon Staley is going to love that. He did yes. play against inferior competition for the most part at Coastal Carolina. Did okay in his bigger matchups, but the most sacks he ever had in a season was six and a half. Hard to imagine that getting a lot better at the next level, right? Raw as a pass rusher and too many times just left his feet as a tackler. Very aggressive, chased a lot of ball carriers down. But in doing that, you know, you have to kind of pull back the reins a little bit with some of these guys. But as we've talked about before, you want the go-to to get there before you have to worry about anything else. Because when you have that and you can just rein it in like a Derwin James or something like that, you still have a chance to be very successful. But now we're moving to pick... 260 in round seven who did you end up going with david
1: yeah 260 here Uh, i mean i was just looking to see what position i can add you know to or i can pad on on the chargers roster here so i went i went with tight end i went with grant calcaterra out of smu six foot four 241 pounds um it was a second team all american had 38 catches 465 yards and four touchdowns last season. Uh, this is a guy who was a team captain, uh, very a natural leader, a decent blocker on the outsides, and I say that very specifically. Uh, very good route runner. He uh, definitely snaps off his routes at the top. Um, he has some good body control, and he has some yak ability. Um, the red flags here: medically retired in 2019 due to excessive concussions. Um, so he, yeah. you know, actually shut it down. Um, But, you know, through the pandemic and and through time, you know, he still had that burning desire to play football. So he did get medically cleared again and and returned. So, I mean, obviously, with the medical concerns, you have to worry about that. He's never going to be confused for a lead blocker. Um, You know, he just doesn't have the body type for it. Um, And he is somewhat of a body catcher. But I think this is a guy who could be a weapon um, added to your tight end room.
0: And that's all you're looking for, right? We know they need a body there. They might pick one up in the draft. I didn't end up getting one of mine just because I didn't find the value at that position. But I'm definitely not opposed to it. And I think it will happen at some point. I think they will end up taking a tight end probably to at least fill out that room or try to find one in a drafted free agency because that's basically what these are, right? Yeah. Undrafted free agents for the most part. And the draft network doesn't even give you pick 160. So you have or 260. So we had to just kind of go off based on who was still available there. When the Chargers picked there, right? Or when the Chargers picked last at 255, I ended up going with Alec Lindstrom, who's a developmental center prospect. Chargers need a backup center. And this could be a guy I think maybe down the road, if he makes the roster, would have a chance to potentially fill that role. Not big enough, really. I mean, he's definitely an undersized guy that got buoyed a little bit. What I did appreciate is just how he fought, right? The technique, you know, technically he was pretty good. He moved well, but even when he was getting overpowered, he still found a way to fight for the most part and complete the block. And I really like that about him. His brother was actually the 14th overall pick in 2019 to the Falcons. So he does have some, you know, family bloodlines in the NFL. First round pick out of Boston college. He's a center at Boston college and got to play next to Zion Johnson. Dane Brugler, who does the beast, the crazy draft profiles that he does. Had Zion Johnson saying that this is a guy who's going to get you in the right place and make all the IDs. So I think that is something that will be respected about him when he does come into the league or whoever ends up taking him and give him a shot, right? Because that's the yeah. one thing, especially if you're at the end of the roster, you got to know your stuff. You better know yeah. all the plays. You better be on top of it. You better be a good communicator. That is one of his biggest strengths. And we know Brand Staley loves that, David. I can tell you're going to say something like that.
1: I was just going to say, you better nail all your controllables, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're at the end of the draft, you want to make sure that everything that is in your control, you know, staying in the playbook, you know, being able to call your checks, you know, everything in, in here, inside the brain, that has to be on point if you're going to want to even have a chance to go out there and make a roster.
0: Yeah. And I mean, these, these are the kind of scrappy guys, you know, who end up maybe playing and and turning in a productive backup role in the NFL potentially. Right. And that's, Maybe what you're looking for, especially when you have Corey Lindsley locked up, you know, for four, the next four seasons. This is just a guy who could potentially come in, be some good depth. Have, it's my third offensive lineman I've taken so far in this mock draft, so there's definitely a theme there. I definitely am trying to get that solidified. And the whole unit was basically rebuilt last year, right? But the yeah. one thing you can't do in one season is really improve your starting in talent and really improve your depth as well. And that's what the Chargers didn't have last year, which led to, you know, Senio Calamente getting on the field storm Norton having to play pretty much the entire season at right tackle that doesn't happen unless your depth is not great I'm trying to rebuild that and I'm throwing a lot of darts at the dartboard to see if I can do it but that is 10 picks David a full seven round mock draft we appreciate everyone who's checking it out and we will be around for all of the draft coverage on Thursday tomorrow's show we'll be getting into what Tom Telesco had to say going into this draft and what he said was all options are on the table. So we'll talk about his very interesting commentary on tomorrow's show and his thought price heading into a very, very important draft because right now, this is the window. This is the Chargers window. They need to hit on picks in this draft, and they can't just hit on the first-round pick and get nothing out of the rest of it. It is a very important draft class for Tom Telesco and for this team specifically who really needs to build their depth and improve at a couple of different positions because they're a contender, David, right now. They could really push themselves kind of into the next level into the next tier if they're able to really nail this draft class and get some contributors out of it. So we will be continuing to cover that the rest of this week. will be here on Thursday, the day of the draft to get into our pre-draft show as well. And we'll be there Thursday night to react to the first round pick and probably a bonus episode this week. David, probably a Saturday show for you guys after day two of the draft. It might only be one pick, but we will be here to talk about it with you guys. Have a little bonus content for you with our reaction to that pick and then come back on Monday with the sixth and seventh round picks, you know, fourth, fifth and you know, day three picks then, but to make sure you guys don't miss it, subscribe to the locked on charges, YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And you can also find the show on Twitter at locked on LAC. And you can also find us on Twitter at for me, Dan Talk sports and for David Jogmeyer, Drotoc SD. you can also find the show on all of our different social media we post the show to it every day you can find our locked on chargers facebook page and our at locked on chargers instagram page well david this was a fun very tiring draft process we watched a ton of guys and a ton of film and we hope you guys enjoyed the draft experience and we're so excited to see what ends up unfolding on thursday night when things kick off but until then guys take it easy and go bolts